Hi everyone and welcome back to Random Film. It's been a while. Uh, things have got in the way. Personal life has got in the way. Some of you will know that I've recently had my second daughter, or at least my wife has had my second daughter. Um, Ellie, always good, always well. Mum's fine, uh, baby's fine, we're all good as a family. Um, the last video I did was the GCSE revision podcast that went out, um, or video that went out. And to be honest, I think that might be the way that things end up going year on year, that that sort of signals sort of a solid break for a couple of weeks so I can start marking out, I can do all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we have a bit of a gap and then we'll come back and we'll do things like this. We've got um, a good schedule coming up of different episodes. I'm coming back today with a review, uh, a couple more reviews I'm recording today that are going to go out on the channel and on the podcast feed over the next couple of days as well. Um, basically catching up with stuff and massive and sincere apologies to the people who have sent me certain things to review and this is now where I'm getting to the point of it you all know what the case is you were all very gracious in sort of allowing me the time to make sure I get things done so kicking off today um with a 4k UHD review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania now this this came out a while ago I'm aware okay came out in cinemas a while ago um I've had the DVD or the DVD Jesus I've had the 4k UHD copy for a while now um and it, it again life life got in the way baby got in the way she ended up coming early much earlier than we expected so I finally got around to watching it again finally got around to reviewing it um so I'm going to do that for you right now so if you're unaware I'm on and the Wasp, Quantumania, the third film in the Ant-Man series, the 31st film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was released again, like I say, earlier in the year, directed by Peyton Reed. Uh, it stars, obviously, um, Paul Rudd as Scott Lang as Ant-Man. It's got, um, excuse me, Evangeline Lilly as uh, Hope Pym as Wasp, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, and I think the one to sort of mention to get out of the way but then not necessarily to cast too much light on it. Jonathan Majors, obviously there's a lot of controversy around him and his actions at the minute, or his alleged actions, if you will. So, um, yeah, we'll kind of we'll leave that one there as it is. So this follows on from, obviously, I mean, I was going to say it follows on from Ant-Man and the Wasp, but yes, it does. But then at the same time, it's following on from the events of Endgame. It's following on from the events of everything that's happened in the MCU up to this point. And Lang... Hope Van Dyne, their family, are all accidentally transported to the quantum realm and face off against Kang the Conqueror, who was played by Jonathan Majors. Now, upon its release in the cinemas, the film got mixed reviews. I, myself, would have said that I would have given it a mixed review. I didn't do a review on the channel at the time. I remember one of the students sort of saying to me, like, have you seen it? Why have you not reviewed it, etc." And I think, ultimately, the reason why I didn't do it at the time is because I was a little disheartened by it i was a little let down by it my views haven't necessarily changed at this point because you know the film is the film the film regardless of whether you see it in the cinema or on, on a disc is exactly the same the the sort of purpose of this is that i can go a little bit into the special features but i'll be honest on the set there's not many of them um in terms of the disc and the way that the film looks it looks stunning you know the the colouring, the aesthetics of it, the visual um, um, that goes on throughout. Obviously, some of the CGI is a little bit shonky, which seems to be the way that we're going. There was a very interesting email this week to Kermode and Mayo's take uh, from a VFX artist, basically letting everyone know that the, the way that the sort of VFX industry is working at the minute is that these companies are bidding on projects and 
they're trying to bid on as many projects as possible and get a lot of work as possible, which then means they don't have a lot of time to then do all of these things. So the the the, the special effects, the visual effects, I think, especially for Marvel output recently, hasn't been fantastic. And there's been cases primarily in this, primarily in Thor Love and Thunder. I don't really remember there being much of a kick up about Guardians because I think the Guardian stuff looked all right. But again, it's it's sort of going down the lower end, I will, if you will. Um, so again, mixed reviews. So praise the performances of Rudd, of Mages and Michelle Pfeiffer, visual effects and musical score. So some of the visual effects, some of the visual effects are a bit shonky, but some of them look pretty decent. Uh, it criticizes its plot, its screenplay, and its tonal departures from other uh, other uh, installments in the franchise. Now, I agree with that because I was thinking about this when I was writing my sort of review notes up that... I really liked the first Ant-Man film because it felt a bit like a caper. It felt like a bit like a crime caper thing. Now, obviously, with Ant-Man and with anything in the MCU, you're going to get that element of sci-fi that drips in. And this is sort of taking it to a whole other level in that you've written the multiverse in or you've written elements of the quantum realm in and things like that. And obviously, you know, they had to sort of use the quantum realm to go back in time with Endgame. And I thought that was done quite well. You know, I love Endgame, uh, one of my favourites in the in the MCU. And I feel like you're almost at a point now where you have to mention this moving forward in every MCU instalment. And in some cases, they're doing it well. In some cases, they're not. No Way Home managed to do it fantastically well with the Spider-Man uh, characters and all that kind of stuff. Ant-Man, I feel he have flopped it a little bit. I feel like Guardians just didn't bother with it. They just didn't really reference it. They just carried on with their story and whatever it was that they were doing. Um, you know, Marvels is next. I don't really know what they're going to do in Marvels, although with the sort of iteration of Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel and um, Monica Rambeau, I, I don't really know what they're doing there. Like I've, I've not really seen the trailer. I'm trying my best not to sort of delve too much into it before i see it because i feel like all these things end up just getting spoiled or whatever um but i feel like the sort of tight and clear direction in the mcu that we had from iron man to endgame has just gone away now i think it's it's struggling to find its feet because again like you didn't really get the quantum realm or anything to do with the multiverse in black panther either um again dr strange like i expected much more from dr strange but maybe that was me and what i was taking into it you know expecting certain characters to pop up and all that kind of stuff but then i think ultimately with this one with quantum mania you're thinking about this is setting up the next saga you know we've had the infinity saga this is now supposed to set up the next one whatever it is going to be referred to i'm sure somebody out there will be able to tell me what it's supposed to be referring to but Introducing Kang the Conqueror. Now I say introducing because I know that we've seen him before in things like Loki, but I wonder whether Ant-Man was the best character to introduce a character like this in his series. So Kang the Conqueror, the sort of just to sort of give it a nutshell of like what's happening here with this is that he who remains was appeared in Loki. Now I wasn't a massive fan of the Loki series. I have to sort of admit that in the it just it just didn't really do it for me. Um, and like whenever I sort of say that, people sort of go, "Oh, but it's like Marvel's version of Doctor Who," and it's like, "Well, I don't like Doctor Who, so that's probably why I'm not into it like that." So he who remains was in that. 
you get Kang the Conqueror in here, then in the post credit scene of Ant-Man, I'm assuming by this point people have seen it, um, so apologies for spoilers if you haven't, you get a sort of Council of Kang's appearance, you get the Victor Timely appearance as well, where Loki pops up again um, towards the end. And this, again, is supposed to lead to Avengers the Kang Dynasty and then Avengers Secret Wars. Now, I make no bones about it. I'm not a huge comic guy. I don't really know my comic lore and all that kind of stuff. What I have done in the past and what I am sort of doing now is when Civil War came out, I read up on Civil War. And obviously the film wasn't really anything to do with it. When Infinity Gauntlet came out, uh, Infinity War, sorry, I read up on the Infinity Gauntlet. With this, I'm going to read up on Secret Wars because I'm quite interested in what I've sort of seen about it. So I don't really know too much about Kang, but the fact that he's supposed to be this sort of imposing, serious threat, you know, like next level Thanos type guy, and you've introduced him in the Ant-Man film, where we all know, and I think, you know, the, the, the cast might make no aspersions of this, Ant-Man is a superhero, yes he is, but he is an ordinary guy. He always plays off his comedy. He always plays off his sort of intelligence and ingenuity. He's not known for his sort of big muscular fight scenes or bravado or anything like that so it, to me it's a it's a bit of a weird choice but it happened you know so this is the kind of way we're we're moving on i think in terms of the film i can remember coming out of it and thinking it's a bit phantom menace it's a bit sort of I, there's even the point where it looks like they're in a cantina you know and you're expecting to wear that little you know john thing that they do and it it just for me it didn't work it didn't fit you know I think if you were giving it stars I'd probably give it three but I I see three as a sort of basic run of the mill type thing it's not the worst of the MCU I think that is still sort of being contended between probably Thor the Dark World um, and maybe even Eternals but there's there's something about Eternals that makes me sort of keep having this sort of affinity to it that it aims so high but then it flops with what it is that it's trying to do. Um, people don't really like Thor, Love and Thunder. It wasn't anywhere near as good as Ragnarok. Um, but, uh, you know, again, that's somewhere down the bottom of the list. It's definitely the weakest MCU trilogy. So I was thinking about this before, that for me, the best MCU trilogy is Spider-Man. It's, it's Homecoming, it's Far From Home, it's No Way Home. Now, Far From Home, I will obviously say, is the weakest of the three, because it is. Um, I love Homecoming. If John Hughes directed a Spider-Man film, this is what it would look like. And I really like No Way Home. Captain America, First Avenger, okay. But then Winter Soldier Civil War, massively pick it up. And then I'd say you're probably Iron Man Guardians are on a peg with each other. Uh, and Ant-Man would be down at the bottom. I, I, I typed Thor into that list. And then I remembered that Thor has now got four films. So that doesn't really count. So we're not dealing here with the best of the MCU, the best of the best. In terms of the disc and in terms of the set for you to go and pick it up, because the weird thing with this now is I'm a collector of these in that I have all of the MCU films. I started out having them all on Blu-ray. When I got a 4K UHD, I think the first one I got was Guardians 2, because that was tying in around the time where I had the player and stuff. So I've gone back now and I've bought all of them again on 4K. So I've got them all on 4K. Um, and then moving forward, I'm getting them all on 4K. So this was a treat to sort of get this to review because, you know, I would have ended up buying it myself anyway. But so the the 4K, again, like, but they're not really packing this with features. And for someone like me who has, you know, since 2008 been following this franchise, 
I would like to go in and delve into features. But we've lit- we've got an audio commentary with Peyton Reed, uh, Peyton Reed and um, Jeff Loveness. Jeff Loveness wrote the film. We have All in the Family, very short seven-minute feature about, obviously, the relationship of the central family. Formidable Fours, a couple of the villains that pop up. That's a bit slightly longer, around about 11 minutes. A very short two-minute gag reel. And then two deleted scenes. And that's pretty much it. Now, one of the other reviews that I'm going to do, so this one will come out first. The next one that I'm going to do is a 4K UHD review of John Wick 4. That is filled to the brim of features. And I just think that if really, if you're sort of still trying to pull in the the physical media audience, which whether or not the studios are, is a different story. You need to get some more features on these things because really that's what's going to pull things in. Now, this is already available to stream on Disney+. Plus. Now, there is an argument, and again, I'm 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 a bit of a layman in the terms of like I love fantastic picture quality, which I'm sure is like a really random statement to make, but everyone can sort of abide by it. In that, you know, if I can go and watch something at the IMAX over a normal screen, I'll go and watch it the IMAX over a normal screen. But 4K over normal every every single day of the week. Don't even look at a DVD anymore. But in terms of the difference between Disney Plus streaming and watching it through the disc, the disc does still hold king. The disc still holds somewhat of a better quality to it, deeper colours, things like that. Some of it gets a little bit lost in streaming. Disney are trying to fight back with this, I would imagine, with the Dis- with the sort of Disney Plus inclusions of the IMAX enhanced scenes. So they're quite interesting to go back and see with the aspect ratios and stuff like that. Um, but... Jen, again, ultimately for me, Ant Man, Ant Man, Ant Man, or oh, start again, Adam, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Man. You can tell it's been a while. Doesn't quite do it for me. It's fine. It's not awful, but it's not one of the ones that I instantly think I'm going to go back and rewatch. And if I'm honest, not many of them this side of Spider Man: No Way Home have been. So this Wakanda Forever. Guardians, I thought was okay, you know. Um, I'm hoping Marvel's maybe does something a little bit different, but I suppose we've just got to watch. I'm wondering whether the wheels have fallen off, and I hate that because I love these films. I gen genuinely love the Marvel films, and I'm looking forward to the point where I think Ruby's old enough that I can sort of go in and do a do a bit of a rewatch with her. Um, and I'm trying to make sure that she doesn't stumble upon the ending of Infinity War or anything like that or how it leads into Endgame. I can, I can do it with a sort of for a first time. But yeah, this 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 isn't it isn't the best. The disc is fine, you know, the way that it looks is fine. And I think if you've got the setup, you 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 know, you're gonna want to show some people the sort of the neon aesthetic to it and things like that, because it comes off really well. But ultimately as a set, I'd like a bit I'd like a few more features and stuff like that. So that's it for this one. Like I mentioned before, we've got quite a slate coming up of different videos that we're going to do. So um, I've got the reviews of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, so this one. Um, John Wick 4 uh, UHD is going to come out um, probably either the same day as this one, if not earlier in the week. I'm conscious of saying that because um, tomorrow, as I record this on Monday, I'm going to go and watch Dead Reckoning Part 1, Mission Impossible. So I'm going to hopefully do a review of that as well. I'm going to the IMAX to see that. 
Um, there will be a review of the new Mark Cousins film, My Name is Alfred Hitchcock, or My Name is Hitchcock, um, which is coming out later this month. Around about, I think it's the same day as Barbie and Oppenheimer, which then brings me to another video that's going to happen in that, obviously, I'm going watching Oppenheimer. I'm going to the Amex to watch it. Ruby's keen to go and watch Barbie. So mine and Ruby's first one back for the summer will be Ruby talking Barbie and me talking Oppenheimer in the whole... Barb and Hoppen, Barbenheimer, whatever it is that's going on with you kids online. Um, I'm also going to be bringing Ollie and Holly back for a couple. We're going to do some tier lists. Me and Ollie are going to go and see Gran Turismo, and then we're going to do um, a review and then do a tier list of video game movies as well. We've got a couple of other things in the pipeline that we're thinking about doing, some tier lists, some rankings, some things like that. Some, some of those good old features, getting those back in. And then I will have some... GCSE required learning episodes done before the end of the summer as well for Jojo Rabbit, which is the new film that I'm teaching on uh, component two, question one, um, and then Dracula and the Lost Boys, which is the new comparative study that I'm teaching as well next year. So I'll have some episodes up to complement those. So thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. In the meantime, you can help support Farron Film by following us on Twitter. I just add Adam Farron. Uh, I'm on threads as well. Not done a buddy thing on that thing, but I, I joined it because everybody else did. And I'm a, you know, I jump on a bandwagon. Uh, I'm on Instagram. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can go over to our sponsor off Tees and use the code Farrand. That's F A W R A N D for 15% off your order. Stay safe, look after each other, and I will see you very soon. <laughs>